Hello and welcome, all former and new listeners of Cryptids, Folklore, or More, a podcast where me and my co-host Megan explore whether cryptids are purely folklore or more. We are so excited to have reached episode 4, A New Cryptid. Seeing as it's summer, a time where many take a trip to the beach to enjoy the water and bask in the sun, I figured why not explore a cryptid that resides in the ocean? One that's notable from what we've covered on this podcast thus far since it can be described as purely theoretical due to there being no sightings of it. But that doesn't mean there's no evidence. In fact, it likely exists since we have its call captured in audio recordings. In this episode, we will be discussing a whale dubbed the 52 Hertz Whale. Before we delve into that, it's important to first discover whales as a creature and their complex social structure and communication. It's known that whales are marine mammals that evolved from land-dwelling ancestors. Millions upon millions of years ago, early ancestors of modern whales once walked on four legs. Yes, they went on to developing streamlined bodies, stretch out snouts, and web feet that changed over flippers. Their hind limbs disappeared and the tail transformed into a strong horizontal fluke. Humans share quite an interesting history with the whale, relying on them for food and for their oil to advance industry. In America and Europe, the whaling industry was massive in the 19th century due to the massive demand for whale products. It causes a massive decline of whale population. In the 20th century, many whales were on the verge of extinction, resulting in actions being taken to protect their population. You know, it's impossible to talk about whales without bringing up the famous novel Moby Dick by Herman Melville, probably the most famous piece of media that has ever been written about whales. It's such a long novel, and I'm proud to say that I've actually finished it. And no, that's not a lie. And it demonstrates how the perceptions of whales have changed over time. Going on a bit of a historical tangent, in the time of that book, eating whale meat was seen as acceptable, and the book was written in the mid-19th century, I believe. But today, eating whale meat is considered taboo in the US. It makes sense, since I've never had or really seen whale steak available to purchase before. It's because selling whale meat is actually illegal in the United States today. So it is good to hear that whale-human relations have significantly improved since that era. Whales can be extremely social creatures. Their social structure can be depending on the species. The species is usually in a social group called a pod that has multiple generations in it. Bonds are very strong within a bond. 
Whales, like humans, are mammals and some of the most intelligent non-human species on Earth. Male whales sound off with their calls to communicate with each other and to attract mates, and we have the ability to capture the frequency of these sounds through the use of audio instruments designed for the ocean. Frequencies can vary depending on the sound being made, but frequencies made by blue whales typically fall between the range of 10 and 39 hertz, and fin whales usually communicate at 20 hertz. The 52 hertz whale gets its name due to sounding off at the unique and unusual frequency of 52 hertz. Despite these recordings, scientists have never been able to sight the whale in the wild, but have been able to ascertain it being a whale due to the signature of the sound. The species of whale that the 52 hertz whale belongs to is unknown as a result. The 52 hertz whale started being detected on hydrophones during the late 1980s, 1989 to be exact, when a team from the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution first recorded its call. Following this, its call was recorded again in 1990 and 1991, and would go on to be recorded every year for the next two decades after. It was typically detected in the Pacific Ocean every year beginning in August through December, and these seemed to cease on the hydrophones around January to February. This whale appears to be solo in emitting a whale call at this frequency. Due to this, it's been given the nickname of the world's loneliest whale. It's truly terrifying when you think about it. It's like being in a group of people and wanting to socialize, but no one around you understands you because it all sounds like incomprehensible gibberish. That's the predicament that the 52 Hertz whale finds itself in, which is no fault of its own unless it really is a master troll. It was just born with a condition that makes it unable to communicate the way that its peers do. On recordings, it's never heard close to any other whales and whales don't seem to respond to it. I guess they think he's an oddball. That moment when the whale is too relatable, am I right? It's been seen as a metaphor for feeling isolated from others and loneliness in a crowd. Scientists use equipment optimized for the underwater environment to determine migration patterns of whales and to record underwater sounds. Hydrophones are essentially microphones that are able to go underwater to capture sounds in the marine environment. There is a hydrophone that could go to the deep depths of the ocean for extended period of time called autonomous recording units, usually anchored onto a buoy and will automatically record. Researchers use tags and data loggers attached to whales to detect their behavior, movement, and vocals. In 52 Hz case, researchers used a combination of fixed hydrophone arrays, drifted or towed hydrophone arrays, and autonomous recording units to record the whale's calls. All of these hydrophone systems were in different locations under the ocean to capture the whale's unique calls at any time. The question you might ask yourself, as I did, out of the weird hope of it being some bizarre sea monster instead, is how do we know the 52 Hz whale is a whale based only on the captured audio? Well, you see, originally when it was captured in 1989, the belief was that it originated from a submarine, but along came a marine biologist by the name of William Watkins, who put forth that it was the sound that had the signature of a whale call which seemed to make sense once it was closely analyzed again. The story of the world's loneliest whale is one that has fascinated many. 
It may very well be the only whale of its kind in the ocean. It's led to the creation of a great 2021 documentary on the topic titled The Loneliest Whale, The Search for 52, directed by Joshua Zeman. I would totally check it out on Hulu, since it goes to extreme depths, that's a pun, on documenting the journey to find this oceanic anomaly. I watched it in preparation for this episode and I thought it was fantastic. That brings us to the theories. Are there theories that go beyond the whale being a simple unseen whale, or is there more to it than that? Based solely on the vocalizations of the 52 Hz whale, scientists have forwarded that the whale is likely a male, since male whales are the ones who do the singing and this whale is possibly malformed due to its unique frequency. It could even be a hybrid of different whale species that's been proposed. This would seem to explain the unusual call frequencies since a deformity of the whale's shape or in its vocal apparatus might result in it emitting such a sound. Other evidence for the hybrid theory would be its migratory behavior, which is indicative of blue whales. This was shared by Bill Watkins, a marine mammal researcher at the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution and his team who believe the whale is part blue whale at the very least. It's also been thrown around that it may even be a member of an undiscovered species of whale, but there isn't too much on that. The whale seems to be healthy physically speaking, since it's been recorded to travel as much as 11,000 kilometers in a single season. Being dubbed the world's loneliest mammal is no small title to hold, and it makes you wonder, does 52 feel lonely? It's very possible, but scientists can't conclusively say. Based on evidence, mammals such as whales and dolphins do seem to feel emotions which would make sense since they are highly social creatures, but the evidence isn't conclusive, and since they are such complex creatures, it's also difficult to say if they feel emotions the same way as humans do. We can theorize about aspects of the 52 Hz whale all day, but we can be certain that it's out there, or was out there if it hasn't yet passed away. It's mysterious for its odd call and lack of sightings, but unlike other cryptids, conclusive evidence of it exists in the form of hydrophone recordings. So, now onto the final thoughts portion of the episode. I won't lie, when I first stumbled onto the 52Hz whale as a potential cryptid topic, I was ready to dismiss it, since it doesn't have the so crazy but entertaining aspect of something like a potentially living dinosaur in Africa. But the more I read into it, I became enamored in its story, and in my opinion, I found it the most interesting cryptid discussed on the show so far. It obviously earns the top ranking on the believability scale of would bet my life savings on its existence, but I won't lie, the scale wasn't really designed for a cryptid like 52. I decided to qualify it since it's never been spotted and its exact nature isn't known. I became invested in enough in its story to want to do an episode on it. I agree that I would rank the 52 Hz in the top ranking as well on the cryptid scale. There's clearly evidence that there is a whale producing vocals of the 52 Hz. We just don't know exactly the reason why since we never spotted it in the wild. 
I hope it's not super lonely. Since I read online, blue whales have an estimated lifespan of 80 to 90 years. That's an awful long time to be. So lonely and not able to communicate. We see how isolation can drive people mad. I wonder how a whale would react. I think it is a fascinating case that make you think what it could be. Clearly it is a whale, but what kind of whale? I'm going to stay optimistic and root for science to discover more about the specimen. Alrighty then, so that looks like that wraps up this fourth episode of Cryptids Folklore or More. We had a lot of fun exploring another bodacious cryptid. If you're interested in contacting the podcast with any feedback or suggestions, our email is cryptidsfolkloreormore at gmail.com. That's all one word. We also have a Facebook page called Cryptids Folklore or More that can be followed. Thanks for listening to our fourth episode. Unlike cryptids, don't stay hidden. Till next time.